Welcome to the program. Thanks to the Nose Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. You can follow us on Twitter at BTG Program or visit our website, btgprogram.com. I'm here with those guys, Pastor Shane, Zach, and Darren. Darren's sitting across from me wearing his Liberty Flames cap. Do you know that they set an attendance record the other day, earlier this week? For what? Baseball. Really? The highest crowd they've ever had. They're for actually, a Liberty baseball they're game. getting pretty good at baseball. They think they were number 22 in the nation last year at one point. Well, see, you didn't know that. You went to Liberty, you didn't know they set an attendance record, and I'm telling you information. Zach's got his Washington Nationals cap on, a diehard Yankees fan, as long as I can remember, been a Yankees fan, wearing your Washington Nationals cap. They're can not you, in the AL East. I think it's okay, right? I, I, I find it strange. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I, I, we all, I, I'm trying. What I'm trying to get to is why is Zach not wearing a Yankees hat? And I feel it's because he's been hanging around with you, and you come <laughs> in with whatever matches your shirt. You don't care if the Red Sox match no, your I shirt. Won't, I don't go that far. Yeah, you will eventually. <laughs> so now I'm trying to figure out why Zach is doing what he's doing. I'll be honest. The true story. It's the same reason I wore a Pirates hat last week. I had a yellow shirt, so I put a Pirates hat on. Today I'm wearing a red shirt, but I always wear my Rangers hat, so I decided to mix it up, wear my Nationals hat. You guys are like fashion divas over there with your ball caps trying to match your outfits. And my, my watch even matches my hat right now. I'm just, just saying. You guys been fa- following this Andrew Hammond story? He's been the goalie up for the Ottawa Senators. I think this is a neat story. Uh, he's their third goalie in line for this season, right? Their starter went down, then their, their replacement went down. They call him up from Binghamton, and uh, his nickname is the Hamburglar. So now, after after a victory, an Ottawa victory, fans are throwing hamburgers out onto the ice. I, I didn't even think people knew about the hamburger any hamburger anymore. You don't see it on TV, do you? you know, they're, they're not using the commercials. Do you remember all those McDonald's characters, or are you guys? Oh yeah, I remember. Remember the like the grimace and Mayor McCheese and, and the hamburger. The only one I ever remember really seeing was the the hamburger. And occasionally the the purple guy. That's Grimace. That's Grimace. Grimace. Yeah, but there was Mary McCheese. There was a little French fry gals, and and there was a whole series of that. They were very popular. Now they're just they must be politically incorrect or something. They're not around. Isn't everything politically incorrect? A lot of things are. Yes, much of your Facebook, um, <laughs> Twitter account, most of that stuff would be. Rants, yeah, you know. most of that would be politically correct. The crazy thing about the Hammond story is his numbers at Binghamton in the AHL were not great. He he got called up because he was you know he was just a warm body to fill the position, but he's been he hasn't lost a game in regulation yet. He's like fourteen zero and two. He's got a save percentage of nine four six i think he's he's been really good he tied an nhl record by allowing two goals or fewer in his first 12 starts which i that's pretty good for a warm body that's pretty good well that record was set in 1938 i mean that's been around a long time he's got the senate the senators in playoff position yeah i believe they're in the ac right now and one of the most dangerous things you could face in the playoffs is a team with a hot goaltender and right now that's the senators Andrew Hammond went to where? Do you guys know? You know where he went to school? I don't know. Bowling Green University. Do you know who else went to Bowling Green? Has appeared on this program? Played hockey? Derek Whitmore. That's exactly right. All right, interesting trivia It's the only hockey thing I know. We're talking about hockey. How about Darren Helm, the Red Wings forward? Did you guys see this? He's got a good name. His daughter 
was born on the side of a Detroit highway. The other day, they were on their way to the hospital, but the child was not waiting. (laughs) So the child was delivered on the side of a Detroit highway. Red Wings forward Darren Helm. He says, you've got a woman in the back screaming to get me to the hospital and yelling that the baby is coming out. Then he says, it was pretty intense. Yeah, I think. (laughs) I think that was probably pretty intense. Hockey families are tough. I, I get, yeah. She's on, on the side of a Detroit highway. I mean, there's a lot of places I'm thinking, I don't want to give birth on the side of a highway in Detroit is yeah. definitely on you the side of a highway. You can have a baby in general. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sticking with hockey. New York Islanders defenseman, uh, Nick Letty getting tweets, threatening tweets to, uh, what does it say here? His now, uh, the now suspended Twitter account posted picture of Letty's Minnesota driver's license and a credit card and made violent threats against the defenseman. That's a little creepy. That's scary. Says photos of him and an unidentified woman were also included as part of the threatening messages. The woman is not romantically involved. Uh, although this person, this Twitter stalker found her name and enough information to create a fake account based on an Instagram photo. So be careful what you're doing out there on on Instagram or any social media for that matter. Let's switch off hockey. This might be news to you. The Knicks front office ranks second worst in the NBA. (laughs) Who's the worst? Well, I will tell you. The uh, and This is the duo of, of Phil Jackson, team president, and vice president, Steve Mills. They are second worst in the NBA. The San Antonio Spurs, of course, number one. No surprise there. The worst, the Brooklyn Nets, GM Billy King and chairman, uh, some Russian guy, Dmitry Razumov. They are dead last in front office poll. New York is uh, doing real well there. Uh, true. Dean Smith, did you see this? Dean Smith gave each of his uh, letter winners who played for him over his 36 seasons as head coach in his will. He left each one of them approximately 180. He left them 200 bucks each. The guy, even in death, is classy. Even in death. Joe Madden, the weird one. Manager of the Chicago Cubs. Did you see his tweets earlier this week where he's wearing short shorts, 1980s short (laughs) shorts, with high socks, uh, saying that was his tribute to the coach? And he's got a couple. I, I, you know, we're obviously we're not on TV. I can't show him, but this, it's disturbing to see his knees. I'm going to show you this. Look at that picture. I I know the people that listening to us can't hear, but look at his knees in that thing. (laughs) There's a little bit of extra skin there. There's some extra flat. I mean, he's got these short shirts. You can find this on Zach. What's the Twitter account there for Joe Madden? Carrie Muscat. She's the Cubs beat writer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Carrie, C-A-R-I-E, If you Google it. But I'm warning you, don't Google it, because even worse than the short shorts are the fact that he's wearing stirrup socks with the short shorts. Yeah, and the best part, he got his, all his coaches, all his training staff, and they, they had a group picture wearing these 1980s short shorts and uh, a whistle around his neck. The whole <laughs> thing awesome. was just, he's if even you got, could picture your elementary school gym teacher, that's what it's <laughs> like. Just remember that once you see it, you can never unsee it. 
He even has the old school Cubs logo on his shirt. Yeah. This is a good picture, except for the extra knee skin. That's pretty gross. This is a different bird right there. <laughs> Joe Madden is a different cat. Um, in fact, they did. One of the good things they did this past week also, though, all the Cubs, uh, or many of them anyway, they shaved their head for charity. And you know, many of them going bald for, for charity. Coming up later in the show... I don't know. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. I'm Benson. These are those guys. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Title sponsor of Benson and Those Guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. If you have a pest problem, they are who you need to call. I know it's still cold and snowy outside, but those warm days are right around the corner and those pesky critters are going to start coming out. Town & Country Pest Solutions has been in business for over 25 years and have a team of knowledgeable professionals that guarantee their work. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows, and for exterior and interior remodels, no one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. In retirement, will you outlive your money? It's a common question for people approaching retirement but it doesn't need to weigh on you. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Nathan R. Wegman about the new Confident Retirement Approach. You and Nathan can break down retirement, planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Nathan R. Wegman, Financial Advisor, today at 585-272-0080. Office is located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 14623. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the show. Benson and those guys were brought to you by the good people at Town & Country Pest Solutions. Classic Chicago. Zach must be in a classic rock and roll mood. Is that what you got tonight? You all picked up on my theme already. Uh, did I? All yeah. right. See, it doesn't take long to get get past me. Stay tuned because there's Johnny Cash later. All right. <laughs> We're glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. Glad you didn't find a good radio program to listen to. That just <laughs> stuck it here with us. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Jason Castro of the Astros went out to find his car loaded with post-it notes. The post-it notes put the word prom. Some young man wrote prom out in post-it notes on Jason Castro's car. Now, he wasn't asking Jason Castro to go to the prom. Castro tends to think that he was asking his neighbor and accidentally picked the wrong car. <laughs> he said, hopefully this wasn't, he, he tweets this out, Jason Castro of the Astros does, hopefully this wasn't your only effort because the girl didn't get your invitation if that was the case. <laughs> P.K. Subban has gotten penalized by the NHL once again for um, embellishing, or what we would say, diving. 
in the NHL, you your first offense, you get you get your name thrown out there. So they try to embarrass you to not do it, which I I don't know what I think about that. You're you're intentionally trying to embarrass somebody. You're trying to shame them from doing it. So in the NHL, if you take a dive, they're going to shame you and they're going to warn you. Then they're going to shame you and fine you two thousand dollars on the second offense, eventually to a three thousand dollars then a 4000 and then I think it's the maximum $5,000. But at $4,000, your coach starts getting fined as well. Subban has already fallen three times, has already faked it three times. What do you guys think about that? Is that part of the game, or is that poor sportsmanship? The NHL is trying to get rid of it, and one of you made a good point earlier that, um, I think it was you, Shane, you said that it tends to be the stars. Yeah, that's who, that's who you hear it about you don't hear it about it about the fourth you know the fourth string uh winger you hear it it's generally the teams uh, the the stars on the team and it's it's kind of one of those things that they don't need to do it the stars are so good that they shouldn't be doing it so i, I think that that's kind of why they get targeted a, a, a lot so on march 12th against the senator suban takes a dive gets a three thousand dollar fine and gets his name put out there again as somebody that that does this now, what I want to ask you guys, do you have a problem with that? Is that part of the game, trying to reach a call? Is it poor sportsmanship? Is it cheating? What are your views on, on diving? I, th- I think, first of all, it is cheating because you're getting somebody sent to the penalty box for not committing a penalty. Um, but well, I think- let me just stop you there for a second. So, But also, wouldn't you think every penalty in the NFL is technically cheating, right? You're not allowed to hold. So if you hold somebody, you're cheating. They throw a flag and you're penalized. Absolutely. Play continues. So in this instance, he takes a dive, he gets penalized, play continues. I, I think that there's a calculated risk there. If he gets away with it, they're going on the power play. But if he gets caught, you know, he's going to the penalty box as well. So Okay, so I'm I'm sorry, Zach. I yeah. interrupted you. You were you were saying how you feel it's cheating. Yeah. Well I think if you if you dive and you get away with it, you get somebody on the other team sent to the box that doesn't deserve to be in the box and i think it's especially damaging for the nhl because hockey has built this reputation as a tough guy sport we get teeth knocked out we get stitches in our face we come back out when we play and then you see guys faking it like that and it it's bad for the reputation of the league and you see the league coming down pretty hard on it i don't know where i come out on it because i'm thinking i don't know how that's any different than in basketball if you get a call listen if i can get fouls on you if i get enough fouls on i can get you out of the game and that's part of my plan i'm gonna i'm gonna go into the lane i'm gonna try to get you to foul out of the game i want you to foul out early enough i i I liken it unto uh going to the farthest extreme a catcher frames a strike is that cheating you caught the ball here now you're moving it up trying to influence the umpire's opinion is that cheating I think there's a major difference between gamesmanship and flopping. Derek Jeter, I think Zach brought this up in the break. Derek Jeter last year when the ball went off at the, the end of his bat and he pretended like it hit him, he got first base. That's borderline. You know, Maybe I was okay with it because I'm a Yankees fan and a Jeter fan. He's a guy, part of the game. Reggie Miller back in the day, he used to flop all the time, get calls. I was kind of fine with that. I looked at it as gamesmanship, but... I know you said don't bring up soccer, but the soccer style flopping, that's what I have a problem with. Yeah, if that's you don't so even different. get touched. Uh, the reason I said don't bring that, because it is, is so different. If I come within 
is soccer guys are going down, and I'm not picking on soccer, no. although it lends itself to that. <laughs> um, I'm not picking on soccer, but there it's pretty blatant there. Yeah, yeah, I'm not even close to you when a guy goes down. But in hockey, like every time Subban's gone down, there's been a stick in the area. He might have embellished it, but there was a. St- I don't see it much different than if I'm going to late in the game in the NFL. I'm going to throw it down the field, hoping to get a pass interference penalty. Mm-hmm. Now there may or may not be one. There practically is on every play, so I'm just hoping for a call. If there's some contact and there's a little little embellishment going on, I'm actually I'm fine with that. I feel like it's part of the game. But if you're not getting touched at all, which I've seen in not just soccer but every sport at some point, that I have a problem with. Well, I've seen it in baseball. Guy, a, a pitch comes close, hits your jersey, hits your jersey, and all you know they react to it. But I've I've done that. I've had close calls where I thought I was going to get my finger caught in the car door, and I kind of react and I go, "Ow, oh, that hurt!" Oh, it never even touched me, you know. But my mentally, I'm thinking that hurt, and and we've all done that. We've all like, oh, kind of just flinched, and man, that hurts. And then we realize, oh, wait a minute, it really didn't. It never touched me. But in sports, you kind of continue it on. You're trying to buy the call. I, I guess I think that's part of the game. I don't necessarily feel. It would be different. Here's where I would create the difference. If Zach, uh, if I'm playing you and ball goes by and you, you kind of sell it and, oh man, I was hit by the pitch and you get first base. If I asked you, hey, did that hit you? Well, now you're in a position to lie. So is that lying if you're faking it? I think so. I mean, if you, if there's an incidental contact, Say in, in in the NHL, there's an incidental contact. You get bumped. It doesn't affect you that much, but you act like you got shot. You throw your head back and you fall down. Well, he, the guy barely touched you. And if I asked you, you'd say, "Oh, you know, he bumped me a little bit. It wasn't that bad." But you're trying to get an advantage, and so you act like it's worse than it was. That's so, what I have a problem with. So really, as believers in Christ, as as Christians. We ought to not even be involved in sports because there's so much lying and there's so much cheating, right? We over, we kind of look a blind eye to it. We just kind of look the other way and kind of wink at it, but it goes on all the time. Whether it's an embellished call, a holding penalty you got away with, a, uh, you, you, you said you got hit by a pitch when you didn't, even to the stuff where you get, Jim Beheim involved, what we talked about this last week or the week before with what went on at Syracuse, and we say, well, he didn't really, maybe the penalty was harsh, uh, just to kind of review, but he was, he, he knew. I, I can't help but think he knew. Now, maybe he didn't know everything, but that happens everywhere, though. It's just a matter of whether or not these guys get caught. And on the flip side, just thinking about this, like if it's your team, Let's say your team has the guy that embellished, or, or like like Darren was talking about with Derek Jeter, right? If it happens and your team gets the advantage because of it, you say, "All right, we'll take it." You know, then then I don't have a problem with it. You know, it's but that's my point. I guess I'm all over the map here trying to make the point that sports is just sin on a stick. It's it's <laughs> nothing more than lying and cheating, and we're making millions of dollars doing this horrible radio show. Making millions of dollars each because of sports. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we should get Ted Cluck back in here and ask him that, and I think he would respond. Yeah, you're right. That's why sports are great. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's yeah. 
and that's an interesting thing, though, about sports. And we're looking at Subban, and we're saying the NHL is trying to shame him or embarrass him and others who would do this, and you're just trying to get a call. It happens all the time in basketball. It happens in baseball. I, I really, the, the one I liken to it is a catcher framing a pitch. It happens every time. Yeah, That's they're cheating. Not, they're not flopping, though. What's the difference? I get it. They're not falling down and flopping, but he's still trying to take something that was a ball and make it a strike. He's trying to deceive the umpire. I, in fo- You see flopping the least in football. These guys are like, they're going to act like men. They're not, you get, they're, they're not trying to be sissies in any way, shape, or form. Quarterbacks. Let me, right, I, I, let me just tell the listeners that what's happening right now. Right now, you are just babbling words to try to explain <laughs> yourself in some way that makes sense. When you know that it's at, that that's exactly what the catcher is doing is deceiving the umpire, yeah, which is you, wrong. You open this with flopping. There's a difference. He's he's framing a pitch. Okay, that's that's part of the game. Flopping. I almost it's deceit. I almost look at you not being not being a man. Like, oh, he hit me. I'm gonna pretend like I'm really really hurt. Like, there's a difference there. I I think one of the things though is that there's rules and framing a pitch is not breaking rules in baseball. And where flopping is, or you know, the embellishment is a penalty, and yeah, to and come hockey. against the rules now. You know, so I, I think when all right, so uh, the the MLB has not taken the step of saying, okay, deceiving the umpire is wrong. It's bad. Don't do it. But you can take the ones that Zach have said, or any of these other incidences. You're faking. You got hit by a pitch, or. Whatever it is. Now, again, I, I'm with it. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's sports. Um, I'll have to spend a lot of time in prayer this week <laughs> trying to get right because I've just kind of convinced myself that sports is just nothing more than lying and cheating. We know. <laughs> yeah. So I'll have to justify that some way this week, but it is. And, and you make a know. good point. It, it is. Yeah, that's what sports is. It's <laughs> lying. It's lying and cheating, and we all look we the other it. way. We love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll we'll spend time getting right this week. You're listening to Benson and those guys. We are brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. You can find us on our website btgprogram.com or follow us on Twitter at btgprogram. With all the snow and ice this year, a lot of people are having problems with water leaking into their homes. They're finding water in their kitchens, damaged drywall, and ruined floors. If you have this problem, call Tim Ford with Imperial Remodeling at 490-4027. They will remove the snow and ice from your roof and gutters to prevent further leaking. And they can take care of any damage the water may have already caused. If you are one of the fortunate few to have escaped the ice problems, but are considering some home improvement projects like perhaps remodeling your kitchen or turning that unused area into a man cave, call Tim at 490-4027. He will come out personally to talk to you about your project. That's Tim Ford with Imperial Remodeling, 490-4027. That's 490-4027. Title sponsor of Benson and Those Guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. If you have a pest problem, they are who you need to call. I know it's still cold and snowy outside, but those warm days are right around the corner, and those pesky critters are going to start coming out. Town & Country Pest Solutions has been in business for over 25 years and have a team of knowledgeable professionals that guarantee their work. 
Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. Benson of the Nose Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Welcome back to the show. Right before the break, we were talking, and we came to the conclusion that sports is nothing but, I probably shouldn't say this on a sports radio station that makes its money selling advertising so people listen to sports, but it's nothing but a den of iniquity. It, a lot of lying and cheating. So um, this is now an automotive show. We're going to talk about <laughs> fixing cars and engines, and I hope you guys know about that stuff because I, I don't. Yeah, let's go. All right, we're done. I hear Jeremy Clarkson's available now from Top Gear. We could bring him in. <laughs> uh, you know, the one thing I wanted to say uh, before the break, again, we're talking about uh, whether or not cheating in sports, and it's just so, it's all over the place. And you want to say it's because of the money that's involved in sports. Sports is big business. Let's just be real. But it happens in your backyards. It ha- it, I mean, it's just an extension. It. It, it is. We We... Man, we want that call. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really struggling with that. You guys familiar with Nick Boynton? Nick Boynton. He is a he's a former NHL defenseman. He is now the Arizona Coyotes radio announcer. Uh, this is his first year doing that. Um, he was arrested early Thursday morning after allegedly scuffling with police and biting them on the <laughs> finger in a Buffalo casino. Yes, the Coyotes are here in town, or were here in town to play the Sabres, and Nick Boynton, Arizona Coyotes radio announcer, biting Buffalo police. Almost as bad as what Thomas Vanek did in Buffalo casinos. Man, that is a weird story. It is. $10 million he gambled away? Well, now his his uh, his agent says it was only it was only one or two million. This, like everything else, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle, mm-hmm. but the fact that that was a local connection right here in Charlotte and uh, you kind of a weird deal. Was That's there, a lot of money. Was there new developments with that story that it he resurfaced? Had, or? The, the book he had his uh, had his trial and his okay. sentencing and all that. Yeah, I guess. he tried to extort some money from Thomas Vanek. No, I knew that, but that's an older story. So I was wondering why it resurfaced. But if he it, got sentenced, it, yeah, with the sentencing, that makes sense. Yeah, it just. Yeah. But the, the amount of money that's involved is just crazy. crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, I have to think twice. Somebody says, "Hey, you want to bet ten dollars on this game?" Uh, I don't really. I can't afford to lose ten dollars. And you're like, sports are a den of iniquity. So. Exactly right. So already, <laughs> we have a problem. Kevin Durant. We were talking about this in the break. Should he be? What What should Oklahoma City do with Kevin Durant? Are they gonna? He's got one year left on his contract, and we got different opinions in this room. I mm-hmm. know that going into this conversation, he's got one year left on his contract. Do you? Uh, do you let him walk? Do you get play one more year, hope for a championship, and hope to re-sign him? Or do you trade him and try to get something for him? I don't think you can afford to let him walk. Because as, as Shane brought up earlier when we were talking about this off-air, it's Oklahoma City. Nobody wants to be in Oklahoma City. If you let him walk, who are you replacing him with? If you trade him, you can get a lot of valuable assets. And I, I keep thinking back to the way that the most successful franchises like the New England Patriots do things. You know, and their philosophy is trade them a year too early as opposed to a year too late. You can't, 
He's the face of your franchise, but you can't have an emotional tie. You have to make a business decision. I think the best business decision is to get as much as you can for him. I think the best decision is to hold on to him. He already signed an extension with you once. He extended his rookie contract. He he said that he you, lo- you look that up. I found it. Yes. When when did he do that? Uh, 2010, I believe. I'm looking. He has two separate contracts here. 2007 to 2010 was his rookie deal, and then here's, here's what I would now. wonder in, in that: who else was on the market at that time? Because you want to optimize your opportunity as a free agent. What do other teams need? There's a, you, know, you look at it and you say, okay, he resigned with Oklahoma City, but what were the options? You got some teams coming up. You got the New York Knicks who are going to have a ton of money. You got his hometown Washington Wizards are going to have a ton of money to spend. So when he becomes a free agent, those are going to be pretty attractive as opposed to Oklahoma City. Do you do you realize how good this guy is? He's amazing. I do. That's what I'm saying. That's why he is and not going to resign. Cleveland he, rolled the dice with LeBron James and he yeah, it didn't work out. And, and exactly but right. It's Cleveland. But it's you're saying Oklahoma City is a better place to play than Cleveland. I'm, I'm 95 percent sure. I heard a story that Kevin Durant really does like Oklahoma City. He likes the smaller city setting. And I'm sure he likes home too in Washington. That's true. But in Washington, you don't have Russell Westbrook, who right now is the best player in the NBA. You team those two up when healthy, they shouldn't ever lose. Yeah, but here, Kevin Durant's not going to be. I, I'm sure he's not going to be happy being second fiddle. I don't think he is second. He goes fiddle. to Washington. And he's got John Wall. Kevin Durant, John Wall. That's a pretty nice combination, too. Yeah, but I'm telling you, one healthy Kevin Durant is not second fiddle. And if he wants to win, dude, you team up with someone like Westbrook, you need more than one guy in the NBA, in today's NBA. LeBron needs somebody. Michael Jordan needed somebody. I think think you're absolutely crazy if you're Oklahoma City and you think he's going to resign there. Your your window is closing quickly in Oklahoma City. You don't have that opportunity. Here's one of the things that that kind of that discussion goes towards. There are cities that win championships. I'd like to say New York, but they haven't. You know, in basketball, they They're haven't. Horrible. But that is one of those cities where teams do win, whether mm-hmm. it be other sports or whatever. Boston, but there are also places where they never win. Cleveland does not win. No, they don't have. Whatever it is, the large marketability to lure free agents, to lure fans, to have that kind of money. Oklahoma City, they have one professional sports team, right? I'm sure they have some, you know, yeah. off soccer league or or whatever. But really, to speak of in the major sports, they got one team. I don't think that's a big market, and I don't think that's a place where you're ever going to win a championship. How often does a player like Kevin Durant come around, though? Not not very often at all. If if I'm Oklahoma City, I'm I'm going to try everything I can. See, I don't to even understand him. that statement because it, you know, how often does he come around? He came around again in Russell Westbrook. Yeah, they struck gold twice. You try and hold on to those guys because they can bring you championships. Look at the Knicks. Has anybody like that shown up at the Knicks? No. You don't get, every team does not get those guys. They have two of them and they had James Harden. They are great at what they do and you could win a championship with these guys. Hold on to him with everything you have. So you, you would basically have one year to win that championship. In Zach, your, you look like you're going to weigh in. I think something. the arguments that Darren is making, well, they're very, they're very good arguments, but I think no, those are those are also <laughs> very good reasons to trade him because if you're a team that's one star player away, 
Kevin Durant is that guy, and you'll give up, you'll mortgage a lot in the future to get that guy, and they could get a good haul for him. And I don't think you necessarily go out and trade him the day after the season ends. I think maybe you give him a deadline and say, look, we want you back, but we can't wait forever. Make your decision by this day, and if by this day you still want to test the market or whatever, we're going to trade you. You know, and and you have to cover yourself that way, and I think I think you could get a lot for him and set your franchise up for the long term. You. I, you get rid of Kevin Durant and your team tanks. Do you think you're going to hold on to Russell Westbrook too? I think that's where playing in Oklahoma City. That's that's what you're up against. If, if you if you hold those on, those guys him, are going to go someplace where hold they on can make, win. They, huh? Hold on to both of them, and you probably win a championship next year if they're healthy. If they stay healthy, which is the major. Well, this is issue the first time that Durant's been really hurt though this year. You're also playing in the Western Conference, which is just. Loaded. You True. can go to. You can go out to the east. You, and let's say he goes. He goes to Washington. Let's say he goes to New York. You well, he's going to be in the finals right away. Right. I just hurt my argument, but well, that's that's kind of my point. I just think if you're Oklahoma City, uh, unfortunate as it is, you have a hard time competing. The Minnesota Twins, although I, I understand they won championships, they're going to have a hard time competing. Beginning of the season, with, people were picking Oklahoma City. To make it to the Western Conference Finals. I think one of us picked them. Maybe. Not this guy. Well, so, yeah, you picked the Golden State Warriors, and you were correct on that. They're awesome. But if he would have been healthy this year, I don't think anyone's even having this conversation. But he wasn't healthy. That's the same thing you talk about Derrick Rhodes. You get the same type well, of situation. Poor dude. He's not horrible for him. Yeah. Speaking of walking away, Chris Borland, San Francisco 49ers, rookie linebacker, had a great year, very nice year. Walking away from the game, returning um, three fourths of his signing bonus, four hundred and sixty-three some thousand dollars. He's going to give back to the team. Walking away, I think that's pretty remarkable. You don't see that sort of thing happen very much in professional sports. It's such a me, me, me. Get what I can. Get what I can. Here's a young man concerned about uh, head trauma. Concerned about concerned about his livelihood. He's deciding he's going to uh, he's only going to take the money he's made that he feels he's earned. He's returning the rest of the team and he's in retiring. I I admire the integrity, the 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 dignity that this guy. That, that's really a stand-up thing to do. My first thought when I heard he, re- he was retiring was I can't believe you're leaving that amount of money on the table. But the more I listen to this kid talk and the more studies and stuff they're showing with NFL players and their head issues, you got to think that he he made the right decision, and to be a stand up guy and give back the money when he didn't have to. I like this guy. Yeah, I like it a lot. I respect what he did, and you you think about he's given back almost a half a million dollars. That's a lot of money. But you look at what star linebackers can get paid on their second contract, and he's turning down you know a potential of several million dollars in a couple of years. You know that. But, like you always have said, you can't put a price tag on your health. That's number one. Michigan center Jack Miller never even made it to the NFL. He announced earlier this month he's not going to play a senior season at Michigan. He's walking away from the game for the very same reasons. He says, I know I've had a few referring to concussions, and it's nice walking away before before things could have gotten worse. He didn't even get to get paid. Here's this young man walking away, which brings up the whole issue of should college athletes be paid? 
Here's a young man that invested. He's going to f- finish his degree. He's going to pursue business opportunities. Good for him. But his brother, Matt, was a Wisconsin offensive lineman who retired after his freshman uh, preseason workouts. He didn't even get to the regular season due to the effects of multiple concussions. You see, and I, I think you're going to see a lot more of this where guys are walking away from the game of football to protect their health. Concussions are scary. I've had a few. They hurt. They mess with your head. So I don't. I that don't, explains a lot. Yeah, it explains a lot about me. <laughs> but that doesn't. It doesn't surprise me. And I'm and and that guys are walking away after getting concussions. I guess it, it is a scary thing. And I think we're going to see this more and more and more in professional sports, especially football. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town and Country Pest Solutions. If you have a pest problem, they are who you need to call. I know it's still cold and snowy outside, but those warm days are right around the corner and those pesky critters are going to start coming out. Town and Country Pest Solutions has been in business for over 25 years and have a team of knowledgeable professionals that guarantee their work. Call Town and Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town and Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows, and for exterior and interior remodels, no one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. Welcome back to the program. Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. And Zach, you really are digging into the, the classic music, aren't you? Oh yeah. All right. I gotta keep Benson happy. Well, then you gotta bring out more country music. I think you'd played one song in the entire time we've done this horrible show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll we'll get more country. He's got Johnny Cash coming up. How you guys brackets doing? I know the ones you're doing with with the show. We up for the show. We each have done a bracket. And remarkable, I'm looking at the statistics right now, there is a three-way tie for first place between Zach, Darren, and myself. Shane is really just out, I mean, just two points behind. We're all basically looking at the same possible best-case scenario, looking down on if everything goes right from here on in, we're all going to end up in the same area, so... Um, you have a you have the potential to get the most points though, right? No, you and I are tied. Oh, all right. And and Zach is right How there. Aren't really, all of your final four still in? All my final four. Yeah, I lost one. Northern Iowa, which was yeah, a dumb. I think pick you anyway. all lost one. I've got yeah. my all four of my teams are still alive. Last few weeks, we've been talking about some of the different food options available at the different stadiums. Miller Park, home of the Milwaukee Brewers, are offering nachos on a stick. You remember we talked about the. The, de- the team in Delaware doing uh, the Krispy Kreme dog. The the Texas Rangers are basically throwing everything into a deep fryer. 
The <laughs> Arizona Diamondbacks have the churro dog. Uh, here's what they're doing. They're offering at Miller Park a stick of beef. It's called Inside the Park Nachos. A stick of beef loaded with refried beans, rolled in Doritos, and then deep fried and drizzled with sour cream and cheese. What is that, like 5 billion calories? <laughs> sounds awesome. They're also offering the Downtown Wisconsin Avenue Brat, an 18-inch brat covered with gravy, French fries, cheese curds, cheese sauce, <laughs> fried sauerkraut, and jalapenos, then topped with sour cream and chives. That is a lot. That's 20 bucks. terrible. 20 bucks. Man, that sounds like it. I'd, I'd rather go that route. 20 bucks. And then there's the story out of Kansas City. Where in the fall, the a gentleman made went public with allegations of unsafe food handling. I don't know if you guys saw any of this uh, uh, claiming of mouse feces, moldy food at both Kansas City's Kauffman and Arrowhead stadiums. That man has been fired. The company <laughs> says he violated the company's media policy by taking his concerns public. Uh, this was back in in the fall, but on November third, the city responded to those allegations, went and inspected, found 20 out of 26 concession stands, including 37, oh, I'm sorry, found violations at 20 out of the 26 stands, including 37 critical violations. And here's what they found. Mold growth in ice machines, dirty pans and trays, and excessive numbers of fruit flies. In all fairness, and subsequent inspection has found that those violations have been corrected. Isn't it a given that in any large arena that sells food, you're going to have mice and stuff like that? Isn't isn't that just a given? I I just assumed that. Yeah, I think the 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 mold in the ice machine. The, yeah, that's probably the bad one. Bit, but I mean, the reality is, if you go out and eat in a public restaurant, there's probably cockroaches. That's just <laughs> there the, are there are, and you know there are. That's just the reality. One came across my plate and it ruined my food for me. Won't you say, don't, you won't don't say necessarily the the want to see them, but you know <laughs> they're there. Zach, do you have that clip of the Wisconsin news? The Wisconsin basketball. This was good fun watching this clip, and, and Zach has had some fun with it. these young men who they talk about college athletes being stupid. You know, the dumb football player, the dumb jock, whatever. We'll play that clip for us, Zach. Well, before I answer that question, I'd like to say a few words. Cattywampus, onomatopoeia, and anti-disestablishmentarianism. Back to your question, Frank prevaricated right there. The wonderful young lady over there, I think her job title is a stenographer. Yes, okay, and she has does an amazing job of typing words. I'll say a soliloquy right now. She may have to work a little bit harder to type that word, or quandary, zephyr, xylophone, things like that, that make her job a little interesting. Fun to know words, and you can say certain words that puts people in a quandary, and they really don't know what you're talking about, and then it's just... Just, you know, it makes for more fun, I guess. I'm sorry for my usage of words. I didn't mean to make your job any more difficult. <laughs> that was good stuff. Well, well put together. They got, they're make, having this, he said young lady. She had to be in her 40s, right? Well, I, I, I shouldn't say that because maybe she's probably listened being, you know. A, hey, that's still young, right? Younger than uh, Benson. Younger than me. It's not younger than you guys, but it's younger than me. But anyway, she, he was having a little bit of fun and using these big words and having her try to uh, put all that in her little stenographer machine. But then he leans away from the mic and he says, 
makes a reference to her being very attractive to his teammate. And it was kind of funny as, as did she hear that? Was the mic on? You know, it was just, it was kind of a very humorous press conference. That's awkward. That's really awkward to, to lean over and say something about her appearance when she's right there keeping notes. Well, of what in you're the saying. day sense, they were like, did he, uh, people were, different people have been weighing in. Did he know the microphone was on? Did he not know it was on? Did he think he could be heard because he did pull back or, I think the whole thing was staged, and he was just having a little bit of fun. But I'm impressed with all the long words that he knows. Yeah, that, that's he's, those are some pretty impressive words. I don't know what all those words are. I'm with them, though. Have you ever seen like the computers that the stenographers use? Like They're crazy looking, and the stuff they have to know to use those, like it's, I'm just as impressed as they are. Yeah. Speaking of uh, being impressed, I'm not impressed with this story involving Monet Davis. I don't want to be sensitive to it because, in all honesty, um, I think there's an oversaturation of Monet Davis. This was a great story at the time. I'm all, I love this story. I think she's a terrific young gal. But a baseball player by the name of Joey Castleberry um, was removed from a team. He made an offensive tweet, no doubt about it. He's on on Twitter uh, referring to a Disney movie being made about Monday Davis, he said, what a joke. Uh, she got rocked by the Nevada Little League World Series team. Except he used a, a very horrible uh, word about a 13-year-old girl. Um, terrible tweet. The team removed him from the team. Uh, they threw him off. But what's remarkable about this story is she's come to her to his defense. She said in a statement, while I admit I was pretty hurt when I read the comments, I feel sad that he was dismissed from the team. Remember, this is a teenage girl. Um, she goes on, as many people know, my dream is to play college basketball and maybe even professionally. I know that much hard work and dedication it will take to get there and have that dream taken away would be heartbreaking. I am sure Joey Castleberry has worked very hard to get where he is and dreams of playing in the major leagues. For this reason, I'm asking you, referring to the college, to please allow him back on the team so that he can continue to chase his dream. He made one dumb mistake. I'm sure he would go back and change it if he could. We all make mistakes and deserve to be forgiven. I hope you will give him a chance and allow him to play. Remarkable maturity for this young lady. Uh, just to set the record straight, he did apologize. Um, he, in, in a, he tweeted the apology. I guess that's the new thing of this age right you tweet your apologies you text your apologies whatever i think you got to go to somebody i don't know how much of an apology when you send it out through twitter that it really is but he tweets it out stating one stupid tweet can ruin someone's life and i couldn't be more sorry about my actions last night asking for forgiveness and he called monet davis an inspiration where do you guys should he be thrown off the team uh, I think so. I think to say so something like that about a 13-year-old girl is just terrible, and it's ridiculous, and it was completely uncalled for. Ag agreed. Would you also agree, though, there is, I, I, I get where he, the motive behind it, mm -hmm. handled all wrong. I, I'm not making any excuse for him. But there is, I mean, come on, this story, this Monet Davis story, I think any time it's back in the news now, it's not really in fairness to her, it's somebody trying to sell a magazine. Somebody trying to sell a product, a movie, a newspaper. So they attach her name to it. 
and all of a sudden they're selling things. I get what they're doing, but I don't think that's necessarily fair. A remarkable young lady, as this shows a story, the maturity, I, I give a lot. I don't know her home life. I don't know really anything about her, but I think somebody is raising this young gal properly. I, I agree he should be punished. It was a stupid thing to do on, on social media. Getting kicked off the team, unless there, there's got to be more to this story, especially if Monet Davis is coming out and saying, you know, let him back on the team, speaking on his behalf. Maybe, I bet the more to the story is he's batting he buck fifty. <laughs> yeah. He stinks if we <laughs> want to get rid of him. He's batting close to five hundred. He's he's probably on the team. Yeah, I, I just, he, there has to be more in in terms of behavioral things or something. Because one tweet just gets you canned like that. I think the story that I get from this, and um, I, again, I, I say this is I like the story Monet Davis. I do. Uh, but she's not the first girl to play in the Little League World Series. The first girl to pitch a shutout. Terrific. But she's not the first girl. You want to make a Disney movie, I guess, go ahead. I'm not too interested, but whatever. Like I said, I think there's an oversaturation point to it. But what I take away from this is what was going on for this young man. Uh, to say what he said... It's pretty awful. Zach, your point is well made in, in that it was about a 13-year-old girl. This was about as offensive as you could really get. Shane, you were going to? Yeah, I, I think for me what sticks out is, you know, how Monet Davis uh, responded to everything. And I don't know what her faith beliefs are, if she even has any. But what she lays out is a very good model that of forgiveness that that we're called to as Christians. I thought of Matthew 5, where Jesus is saying, you have heard that it was said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not res resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the, the other also. He then goes on to say, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And I, I just think that that, you know, that's exactly what Monet D Davis did. He, she got, she got the hit on her cheek the one time and rather than responding to that and causing an uproar she does what the the exact opposite thing that society and the world tells her that she should have done i i, I just think that that's remarkable yeah, and I, you know as i was looking through that i was in matthew 5 as well because later in that chat you get to verse 16 um and and it's like uh, it says let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works her light, uh, I don't know that it's necessary. Again, I don't know her faith beliefs, but we are to forgive. And a statement such as she made, those that's really showing her light. And if we do the same thing as Christians, you say we're called to forgive, we are called to forgive. For what purpose? To glorify God. And, and I was in the same chapter you were. I also went over to Matthew chapter 12. We're thinking it from Joey Castleberry's. You remember the scribes and the Pharisees. Jesus healed a, um, I think, a leper, and the scribes and the Pharisees accused, well, you know, it's not because he's of God. It's He healed him because he's of the devil, accusing Jesus of being associated with devils. And Jesus immediately turned it around on them, uh, verses 35, 37, uh, somewhere in there, saying that uh, he knew right away their words were a reflection of their heart out of the abundance of, of your heart come your words. We as believers have to be very careful with what we're saying, with what we post on social media, with what we really and how we act. 
it is a reflection of our heart. And if we're, as in 516, if we're going to be a, a, a light that shines for Jesus, a light that shines, that points people to, to God, well, we got to be careful when our, our words are pointing out. And I would say, I don't know what was going on for Joey Castleberry to say such offensive things about a 13-year-old. Zach, you look like you were about to say something. Oh, I was just going to add into what you were saying earlier about Mona Davis and her maturity, is that she didn't have to say what she said about trying to get him reinstated. If if she had acted the opposite way and said, Joey Castleberry is a jerk, um, he should never be able to play baseball again, and, and, and been angry, no one would have blamed her. Hmm. You know, it, it would have been, we would have said, yeah, you know, go Monet, you deserve to be able to be angry at him. But she, she, you know, she did the mature thing and the adult thing even at 13 years old, and it really impressed yeah, me. You know, sometimes people say dumb stuff, and as Christians, we got to be careful more so than uh, others because we're trying to be a light, and we're trying to reflect, and we're trying to bring people to Christ. So out of the abundance of our heart, uh, you know, our words can really be a reflection. Uh, but when somebody says something, uh, we need to give them a break. You know, I don't know. Maybe somebody's having a bad day. Uh, and I really admire how she took to this. And I, w- I want to, before we go to break, leave this. To be effective as believers, we must seek and display Christian characteristics. We need to show love. We need to show forgiveness. And, and we cannot affect the world by becoming more like the world. We need to be very careful about how we say things, how we act, what we do things. And I really, I, I do admire how she handled this. Um, I probably wouldn't have handled it as well. <laughs> no. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys. The show is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Tell that long-tongued liar. Go and tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. With all the snow and ice this year, a lot of people are having problems with water leaking into their homes. They're finding water in their kitchens, damaged drywall, and ruined floors. If you have this problem, call Tim Ford with Imperial Remodeling at 490-4027. They will remove the snow and ice from your roof and gutters to prevent further leaking. And they can take care of any damage the water may have already caused. If you are one of the fortunate few to have escaped the ice problems, but are considering some home improvement projects like perhaps remodeling your kitchen or turning that unused area into a man cave, call Tim at 490-4027. He will come out personally to talk to you about your project. That's Tim Ford with Imperial Remodeling, 490-4027. That's 490-4027. Title sponsor of Benson and Those Guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. If you have a pest problem, they are who you need to call. I know it's still cold and snowy outside, but those warm days are right around the corner and those pesky critters are going to start coming out. Town & Country Pest Solutions has been in business for over 25 years and have a team of knowledgeable professionals that guarantee their work. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. Welcome back to the show. Benson and Nose Guys brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. And in honor of that, we do our Pest of the Week. But this is not Pest of the Week time, is it? I'm getting looks from you guys. This is unreasonable rant time. <laughs> it's your show. We can do whatever you want. 
I just try to get away from doing this unreasonable rant. I always cringe when Darren <laughs> does, does those, but um, we well, here we button. go. Let's do it. Let's do that unreasonable rant. This Thomas Vanek story is getting out of hand. Apparently, the former American Sabre has a gambling problem, and local bookie Joseph Ruff took advantage of it. One report is Vanek owing $10 million, but Vanek's agent says it's closer to $1 or $2 million, which is still a crap ton of money. What I would give to have the bank to bet that much, but I'm getting off topic. The real issue here isn't Vanek or Ruff. It's New York State. They arrested Ruff because his gambling ring was illegal, and he was extorting people. Had he been running, say, Batavia Downs and went after Vanek on behalf of the state, the extortion would have been totally illegal and not even called extortion because if the state is making money, then it's a different story and it's all good. Ruff is just a regular guy trying to make a living like everyone else. The crooks in government are the ones that need a bookie to come after him with a crowbar. What I meant to say is hockey sucks. No one cares about Thomas Vanek. He's playing a sport that doesn't matter with a playoffs that last eight months. We need more LeBron talk, and spring training needs to drag on longer. Hashtag free rough. I happen to like hockey, but, you know, maybe I'm in the minority. You are. Ask America. Not in this room. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what, I, yeah, that's what I was waiting for you guys to back me <laughs> up smartest on ones, The smartest ones are always Can we the do minority? the pest of the week now? Oh, no, please. Yeah. Uh, my pest of the week is New Era Cap Company. New Era Cap Company. I love who, them. Do you? I do. I wear all their hats. All right. Well, well done. Yeah. Well, you guys have a selection, as we've already discussed on this program. New Era made hats for the upcoming NFL draft. They made one for every team. The Jacksonville Jaguars draft has a, on the cap, has the Jacksonville skyline pictured on it. The only problem is... It's not the Jacksonville skyline. <laughs> it's the Miami skyline. Yes. Not only do the Jacksonville Jaguar fans have their team go to London, <laughs> they can't get any success going down there. Now they get caps with the Miami skyline. <laughs> In defense of New Era, they said they would fix the problem before draft day, but New Era Cap Company is my best of the week. My pest of the week is Meta World Peace. Oh, what do you do now? The panda's friend. You know, <laughs> that guy, he just makes his rounds every once in a while, pops back up into the media. He signed with the Palincanestro Cantu Italian. I was waiting to see if you could say that. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> nailed it. Some Italian it. team. <laughs> Some Italian team. And, you know, it, it just, he's going to have to change his name again. There's not pandas in Italy. <laughs> Pest of the week is Scott Smith. He wrote the introduction to the Sporting News Baseball Preview Magazine this year. He's apparently one of those guys that's on a steroid high horse. He called the Bash Brothers pathetic. He said Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire made a mockery of the game. Um, he must not remember his history because they saved the game after the strike of 94. Scott Smith, you're my pest of the week. Guy sounds like an idiot. My pest of the week is Shanika Torres. This has nothing to do with sports, but she decided to shoot up a McDonald's drive-thru because she didn't get bacon with her order. <laughs> I get it. We all love bacon, but trying to shoot someone over it is a, is a little far. Shanika Torres, my pest of the week. Well-earned pest of the week. Benson and Those Guys <laughs> is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. You can find us on the web btgprogram.com or follow us on Twitter at btgprogram. Join us next week for our Major League Baseball preview show. For those guys, this is Benson. Have a great week. <laughs>